0: Shalom, and welcome to Parashah Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this upcoming Shabbat is the first day of Sukkot. And so, now we should talk about the Torah reading on that day, on the first day of Sukkot. The reading for the first day of Sukkot in Israel, outside of Israel, it's the first two days of Sukkot, it's Barat. And uh, really the same reading, uh, whether it's a weekday or a Shabbat, is that on Shabbat it will be divided up into seven sections rather than the usual five. Uh, the reading comes from Sefer VaYikra, and uh, it has one major section, but it does have, two topics uh, introduced before. First, uh, we learn about three mitzvot that are uh, connected with uh, the sacrifices. Some of these rules apply to non-sacrificial meat, uh, but uh, the first of them is, do not slaughter until the eighth day. Uh, for the first eight days uh, after an animal's birth, it may not be used. Uh, it might not, not be slaughtered. And this rule applies, this rule applies not only to uh, sacrifices, but to uh, non-sacrifices as well. Uh, another rule that applies both to kodshim, sacrifices, as well as kuhlin, non-sacrifices, is not to slaughter the uh, mother and child are on the same. Of the uh, uh, of the parasha, uh, says once again the importance of studying the mitzvot, keeping the mitzvot, do not desecrate Hashem's name, and uh, contrary, uh, we should sanctify Hashem's name, Kiddush Hashem. Obligation uh, to sanctify Hashem's name under all circumstances, even on the point of death. Hashem's name uh, by our lives not only by our deaths keep that in mind and remember says Hashem I took you out of Egypt in order to sanctify then uh, we make the transition to the next and major section of this uh, reading the reason why it's chosen for all of the is the section about the festivals of the year all of the festivals that come up during the course of the year. And this could also be regarded as one of the goals of Yitzhiat and Sraim, the Exodus from Egypt. Uh, we were taken out of Egypt by Hashem in order to sanctify Hashem or sanctify his name. One of the ways we do that is by sanctifying the times that the Torah commands. First, the Torah says, in the general sense, that we are to proclaim the festivals. Uh, many of the festivals are only go into effect through our proclamation. that's to say through the uh, the way that the calendar is determined by sighting of moon and so on. So we have an obligation to proclaim those festivals. Although the first of the special days, Shabbat, mentioned first, is uh, is different. Uh, Shabbat is Shabbat every seven days starting with creation. On Shabbat, we are reminded to refrain from all uh, milahat, And then the Torah continues, but also required to proclaim the other festivals, those that are uh, determined by your proclamation, by the determining, the sighting of the moon. And we go in order, starting with the beginning of the year, the first month of the year. Uh, is the month that we in the Torah is called uh, Chodesh Avishon the first month but in later uh, later times was called the month of Nisan and during the month of Nisan we have Pesach and Chag uh, we use these two terms interchangeably now Pesach and the festival of Pesach but if you read carefully you see that the Torah does not use them interchangeably Pesach is the day with the Pesach sacrifice brought, which is taken before Pesach. Fourteenth of the month, uh, Chaga Matzor, The festival of Matzah is the seven-day period, starting with the next day, the fifteenth, or the next night to be, uh, to be accurate, um, and lasting for seven days. Uh, we are told that the first and the seventh day must be sanctified by refraining from most malachot although there are some malachot that are permissible generally speaking those uh, that are involved in the preparation of food and the torah reminds us that there are special sacrifices to be brought but that's not the major uh, focus of this section the section of the torah is talking primarily about determining the days of the festivals and uh, uh, observing them uh, in other ways, uh, outside of the Beit HaMikdash, as a Then uh, we come to the discussion of the, uh, of the Omer. Uh, the Omer is a sheaf of grain, the newly ripened grain. Uh, that's the barley grain. It's newly ripened uh, Pesach time, and it's cut uh, on the second night of uh, Pesach. Uh, and there are offerings that are brought. And before the offering of the Omer, all new grain is forbidden. uh, And then it becomes permissible from that point on. And we're also told about counting the Omer, to count the days and the weeks, uh, seven weeks, seven times seven is 49, 49 days. And the 50th day is the next festival, the festival of Shavuot. Uh, Shavuot uh, is uh, associated with bringing the first beginning of the time of the of, uh, offering the other fruits uh, that become ready and ripen, uh, and elsewhere we talk about how the first fruits are brought, uh, but Shavuot is the beginning of the period of the first fruits, of course there are special offerings uh, that are uh, that are brought, um, and uh, once again Shavuot, which is one day uh, in in the Torah, therefore one day in Israel, two days outside of again, from most Malachos Pesach, Shavuot, uh, are the same in this respect. Uh, as long as we're talking about the first fruits uh, becoming permissible uh, and bringing them to the uh, to the Shash and celebrating on Shavuot, the Torah reminds us uh, in this context that when you are celebrating uh, all of the produce of the land uh, that you're very happy with, don't forget the poor. Uh, lean when you harvest your field. Leave the peah, leave the corner for the poor to uh, harvest for themselves, and also leket. Uh, we give them the opportunity to glean after you have harvested anything that has uh, fallen. Uh, that should be for uh, that should be for you. The next festival that the Torah talks about is uh, known as Yom Tovah, the day of the shofar blast. We call it Rosh Hashanah. And it is on the first day of the seventh month. Uh, The only thing about it that the Torah really focuses on uh, is that it is uh, a time of blowing the shofar. Of course, there are sacrifices brought. And as a festival day, it's also a day of refraining from most malachia. Then on the tenth day of the seventh month, is Yom Kippur the Day of Atonement, and uh, that is, as I said, the tenth day of the seventh month. It has special offerings. Those offerings are discussed great length elsewhere in the book of Yira. And uh, the observance of Yom Kippur is by afflicting ourselves. In other words, depriving ourselves of certain uh, physical benefits, eating, drinking, etc. It is a day to refrain from all malachot. In that respect, it's essentially the same as Shabbat. And Yom Kippur, the observance of Yom Kippur, begins actually on the ninth, the day before Yom Kippur, at uh, at evening. Uh, The next festival that the Torah talks about, and that's the one that's relevant uh, right now, uh, is Sukkot. The Sukkot festival begins on the 15th, day of the seventh month, and it lasts for seven days. The first day, uh, we are told to refrain from most malachot. Here are offerings that are brought. Then also the eighth day uh, is a day to refrain from most malachot. You'll notice that the way the Torah talks about Sukkot is different from the way it talks, for example, about Pesach. Pesach, the first day and the seventh day, which are both part of Pesach, but those two days are festival. The sukkot, sukkot is seven days. The first day is a festival, and then there's an eighth day. But the eighth day is not the eighth day of Sukkot. It is considered a separate uh, Hag, a separate festival uh, that happens uh, after the seven days of Sukkot. And then the Torah uh, concludes, or seems to conclude, by saying these are the festivals, uh, these are the offerings that you bring, uh, aside from all of the other offerings that you. Uh, may be required to uh, to bring. And it sounds like uh, it, the topic of the festivals is over. And yet the Torah then returns to the subject of Sukkot. It says, when you will gather in the produce of your land. So it sounds like we're now talking about uh, some aspects of Sukkot that will not be possible until uh, the entry into the land of Israel. When you gather in your produce, and that's when Sukkot is. Sukkot is the time of the final ingathering of everything that has been, uh, become ripe during the uh, first, uh, during, the, uh, during the winter, the summertime. Uh, now is the time to bring it in because right after that begins the rainy season and you don't want the, the rain to spoil anything that's out in the field. So when you gather in your produce, then says the Torah, take the four species, uh, that's what we know as the etrog, fruit, the lulav, a branch of the palm tree, hadassim, the myrtle, a bush, and aravot, from the willow, take them and rejoice before Hashem. This is the, uh, the ultimate rejoicing. It's the end of the whole cycle. It's the end of the agricultural cycle as well. So it's something to be uh, very uh, joyous and happy about. Um, and also the Torah says that during the seven days of Sukkot, we are to dwell in Sukkot, to live in Sukkot, in order to recall that during the time that we were in the desert, those 40 years uh, that Hashem provided us shelter uh, in the midbar, in the world. And then the Torah concludes the the topic of the festivals, and says that Moshe taught uh, Bnei Yisrael about uh, all of those uh, all of those festivals. That's the uh, reading from the first Torah. Uh, on, the, on the second Torah, uh, in the in the second Torah, what is read is a section from uh, Pintas, uh which talks about the. Uh, in detail the sacrifices that were brought uh, on uh, on Sukkot. Uh, uh, sorry, certainly, on the first day of Sukkot, and the truth is that every day of Sukkot there is a, a different reading, because every day of Sukkot the the uh, reading, the sacrifice was uh, unique to that. like to uh, look uh, uh, in a little bit greater detail at the section of the Torah that does talk about, about, um, especially the section that comes after what seemed to be uh, a conclusion, and uh, and again it is not a conclusion. Because uh, the Torah then goes on to say that when you enter the land you should uh, be prepared to uh, observe the observance, one, of taking the four species. And uh, two, uh, the living in the Surah, that's what the Torah says. when have uh, the opportunity to gather uh, from the yield of your land, so observe the festival for seven days uh, for species, and then the uh, and then the living in the. the sutra. Um, I'd like to share with you um, an insight of the Rosh who Well, the mayor, uh, who was the grandson of Rashi. Wrote a commentary on the Torah as well, and the Rashbam is famous uh, for trying to uh, focus on the pshat, simple literal meaning of the text, uh, as without, of course, negating the validity of Torah uh, Shabbat. But he wants to see what how what is the way to understand uh, the text, uh, even before we come to uh, our understanding according to midrash, according to the expounding uh, of the text, the way that the uh, rabbis did. Um, Rashvam's comments are usually rather brief. Uh, In this case, uh, it's uncharacteristically uh, lengthy. Uh, He says that when the Torah commands us to live in Sukkot, during the seven days of Sukkot, in order to remember that uh, I, Hashem, Housed you, made it possible for you to live in Sukkot in the uh, the wilderness. So the Rastram says that the simple meaning of the text very, very simply is uh, build yourselves Sukkot um, uh, in order to recall the housing that I provided you with when you were in the desert. This itself is a big discussion in the Gemara whether the uh, Sukkot that the Torah has in mind here that Hashem provided refers to literal Sukkot or whether it refers to the ananei Kavod, the clouds of glory that surrounded the camp. Uh, the Rashbam takes the perspective that on the Peshat level, it refers to actual Sukkot. But what he wants to focus on is the timing. Um, this is uh, a question that many people address. If living in the Sukkot, uh, is in order to recall how Hashem provided us with everything we needed uh, in uh, in the desert. Why is it done specifically at this time of the year? Uh, end of the summer, the beginning of the fall, uh, just before the beginning of the rainy season. Why then? After all, uh, Hashem began to provide us with what we needed from the time we came out of Egypt. So uh, it might have been more appropriate to have the festival of Sukkot uh, around Pesach time. Uh, And he gives the following uh, reason. He says, uh, and he goes back to this idea uh, that was mentioned that when you are gathering the produce of your land, that is specifically the time to live in Sukkot. He says that when you gather the produce of uh, of the land, you will be able to see all of the good things that the land has provided you for, uh, provided for you, uh, grapes, wine, oil. Um, and that is the time that you need most to remember that in the wilderness, Shem is the one who took care of your needs. Now you're in the land, now you live in uh, a more permanent settlement. Uh, you live in a house uh, and uh, you've accomplished a great deal on your own, but. You should remember that during the 40 years in the Yisba, when you did not own land, you did not uh, live in a cultivated part of the earth uh, that could provide for you. You relied totally upon Hashem. So that is the time when you have so much in your own land. That is the time specifically when you need to be grateful to Hashem. And the way to be grateful is to remember a time when you didn't have it. Uh, namely, during the time that you were in the desert. Um, don't think that all of the success that you have achieved in the land is due to your own efforts exclusively. Um, and he uh, says that a similar idea is found elsewhere in Seyfried uh, uh that you have to remember that. Shem provided for you during the 40 years, provided with month, and so on and so forth. Um, And you need to remember this because Hashem is bringing you into a much better place, a place where uh, you will take care of your own needs, you will take care of your own shelter. Uh, So when you are caring for yourself and when you are blessed, you might might go to your head and think that uh, all of this is uh, is to your own credit. Uh, So in order to humble you and to remind you uh, that that your success is due to Hashem's help uh, is to move out of your house, uh, move out of your splendid house, uh, specifically at the time of the year uh, when you will draw all of the produce of the land. That is specifically the time to move into a hut, into a sukha. That's when you will remember that there was a time that you needed to rely upon Hashem. And the truth is that you continue to rely upon Hashem. Uh, this way you will acknowledge that no matter what you accomplish now is uh, is uh, through the, the kindness and blessing of Hashem. I thank you very much for uh, joining me in this exploration of uh, the Torah reading for the first day of Sukkot. Uh, this has been Rabbi Abraham Fisher for Parashah Highlights and Insights saying... Chag and Shalom.